Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. I have an excerpt I'd like to share with you. It's about three and a half minutes long and is, I think, pretty interesting in its own right. My purpose for sharing it, though, relates to one phrase within the excerpt. Perhaps as you listen to it, you'll be able to pick it out. Once I've shared the excerpt, then I have an anecdote I'd like to share with you that I think kind of expands on this one, what I think is very important point. Everyone has his own specific vocation or mission in life. Everyone must carry out a concrete assignment that demands fulfillment. Therein he cannot be replaced, nor can his life be repeated. Thus, everyone's task is as unique as is his specific opportunity to implement it, Viktor Frankl. Frankl's view of human existence cherishes individual uniqueness and the singular importance of each person's contributions. Few would argue with his view of the essential value of each person and of each person's work. Even so, most approaches to organization and to management are notably antithetical to Frankl's conception. Exploring the disconnect between belief and application can be instructive. Most contemporary approaches to organization and management are based on mission and process. The mission is the superordinate outcome which is, in turn, reduced to goals or sub-outcomes that collectively represent achievement of the mission. Processes are developed to achieve these sub-outcomes. People are then recruited to implement the processes. The recruits are, thus, expected to fill predefined roles, accept carefully limited responsibilities, and meet relatively fixed performance requirements. Once people have opted to participate in this structure, or who have been permitted to participate, given your perspective, management literature offers a variety of strategies for maximizing performance. For example, Thomas J. Watson observed, I believe the real difference between success and failure in a corporation can be very often traced to the question of how well the organization brings out the great energies and talents of its people, one may assume that those great energies and talents are in the interest of supporting the organization's predefined processes. Lee Iacocca asserted, management is nothing more than motivating other people, here too, the point is to support the organization's established processes. Brian Tracy uses a slightly different strategy but the purpose is unchanged. Practice golden rule one of management in everything you do. Manage others the way you would like to be managed, perhaps an alternative would be managing people the way they would like to be managed, but either way, the point remains to support the organization's processes. An alternative understanding of an organization and its people is possible. Start with a mission articulated by whoever wants to achieve a given superordinate outcome. This may be an individual, a group, a government, or a community. Define the tasks involved in and the skills needed to achieve the mission. Now only recruit people whose specific vocation or mission in life is supportive of and compatible with the organization's mission and the skills needed to achieve that mission. You have no interest in people who are simply interested in a job, no matter how hard they will work. If you are going to produce milk, only hire people who love cows, have worked hard to have a career in dairy farming, and who are vitally concerned about the nutrition of people, especially children. Having hired the individual, discuss the tasks that need done and then delegate those that represent a concrete assignment that demands fulfillment both for the new employee and the organization. Repeat the process until there are enough people associated with the enterprise to handle all necessary tasks and successfully pursue achieving the organization's mission. 
Thus, everyone's task is as unique as is his specific opportunity to implement it. Frankel will be proud of you. Just smile and use a few of Immanuel Kant's words to let everyone know that you always recognize that human individuals are ends, and do not use them as means to your end. Now that you've listened to the excerpt, have you picked out the one phrase that you think I thought was important? It's kind of in the middle of a sentence. It says, manage people the way they want to be managed. Over my professional career, I managed a lot of people, and I hope I was always able to focus on that concept, to try to manage people the way they wanted to be managed. When I graduated from Ohio State with my master's degree in social work, I went to work for a small mental health center. It was a community mental health center working with adults and children, families. And for the first couple of years, the experience was delightful. I was 23 or 24 years old at the time, thought I knew it all, like most 23 or 24 years old type people, and was feeling pretty confident with my master's degree and what I thought was my good ability to work with children and families in particular. For the first couple of years, my supervisor had been, let's call her Sue. Sue was kind of relaxed and fairly casual about supervision, although she was pretty careful to be sure we went over the cases that I was working with and that she had an opportunity to see what I was doing and to make some comments, observations, suggestions, but was able to do that in a fairly warm and friendly kind of way. Well, Sue left and then came, let's call her Ruth. Ruth was a very uptight, rigid person who had an absolute notion of how I should be managed. What's more, she was very quick to tell me that she knew exactly what I needed, what would be good for me, and what was in my best interest. She then set up her supervision routine, and I hated it. A job that had been delightful had suddenly become, at least, can I say, no longer delightful. My good fortune was that Ruth stayed only for about a year and a half, and I managed to tough my way through it. From that point on, though, even at my young age, I understood that I did not know best how people needed to be managed. I did not know best how they wanted to be managed. I did not know best what would work for them. Sure, I had to enforce the rules. I had to be sure that things were done on time and in a way that was acceptable to the organization. Yes, I had to impose some standards and be sure that things were going as they should be going. Nonetheless, in terms of my interactions with people I supervised, people I managed, I always remembered Ruth. It probably comes as no surprise to you now that we're ready for today's tip. Let me simply repeat from the excerpt. Don't manage people the way you want to be managed. Don't manage people the way you think they should be managed. 
take time to find out how they want to be managed and then try very hard to manage people the way they want to be managed. Music by Kevin McLeod.